0: Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. How are you? My name's Lena Hobson. I'm joined here by Carolyn Thomas and Debbie Singh. How are you girls? Great. Oh, well, thank you. Cool. So today we are wrapping up our Strongholds and Rejection series. Um, so this was our last podcast and let's just dive straight in. Last week we spoke on a quote from Neil T. Anderson, the most important belief we possess is a true knowledge of who god is the second most important belief is who we are as children of god because we cannot consistently behave in a way that is inconsistent with how we perceive ourselves and if we do not see ourselves as god sees us then to that degree we suffer from a wrong identity of who we really are so well first up what are we talking about when we say a god-based identity we're talking about um, you know, we're basing who we are, and what we believe about ourselves, on what God says we are. Debbie, you want to add to that a bit more?
1: Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> so you say asking what what things show a God-based identity? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So not needing the constant approval of others. Yeah. Um, you know, just going to God for approval and for all of our, you know, needs. Um, Being confident in who you are and what your purpose is. So if you're confident in in knowing that you are a child of God or that you are God's, then you'll know what your purpose is. Having freedom. That's probably one of the biggest is is having freedom and not worried about what other things not worried about what other people will say or think about you so not having that fear of man Mm
2: -hmm. why do you girls think that it's so important to know and to have purpose and to know your purpose
1: what else is the point in living if you don't have purpose
2: And, and, and related to this identity thing why is it so important to have purpose
0: i don't want to spend my life running around trying to be someone that i'm not supposed to be yep
2: and that's because if you have purpose, then your eyes are off yourself, aren't they? And so, you know, um, while you keep them focused on yourself, which you would do if you don't have purpose, you're living in that smaller story and it's just all about you and what's going on in your life. And and so, you you know, your identity is coming from that, then what you're doing and, and from a focus on self. Whereas if you've got purpose and you know that, you know, you're created for something bigger than the focus is off you anyway, and so I think they you know, then you're putting it on Christ, which is where you're getting your identity. Mm. Mm. Um, I think that behaviors, um, just to add to what Debbie had, and you had some really good ones, would be indicative of having that correct God based identity, would be that you're able to actually accept people, um, you know, maybe correcting you or the Word of God, God specifically bringing correction. Um, or, you know, people disagreeing with you without actually taking it on as rejection. And um, as you said, Debbie, not worrying about other people's opinions but actually obeying God and putting Mm. his opinion first, irrespective of what people say.
0: Yeah. I think really just having an overall contentment. You know, you're not trying to strive and achieve, you know, trying to make life work for you, you know, you might have dreams and goals but you're not driven in it Mm. you know you're just content with where you are and where you're going and you're content to be on the journey to achieve your goal rather than sort of trying to rush around and make everything work for you yeah that's good yeah just being you know content in your relationships and
2: and then you content as well. I think uh, Paul, well, I know he does mention somewhere content as well when you've got plenty or when you have little. Yeah. Because if your identity is not based on your possessions or comparison with other people or whatever, then, you yeah, you would have that contentment, wouldn't you, no matter what. We talked last week, I think, about it being um, God's uh, uh, opinion being external. So if we've got that that rooted correctly, then we do have that um Contentment because it's you know it's external to the circumstances.
0: Definitely, I love having just the thought in my head that if it comes down to it, I can walk out of my house, leave everything behind, and that's okay. Yep. Hmm.
2: And that's because you have that bigger purpose, isn't it? And you know there's there's more to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
0: Cool. All right. Any, anything else particular striking you, ladies? No. All right, so we want to talk now about some examples of who God says we are. So um, I've got a big list here from Neil T. Anderson's book, Who I Am in Christ, and we're just going to go through them and talk about some of them. Before so, you
2: start, Lena, can I just yeah? say this to to sort of preface what you're going to say and, and, and you know really concentrate on, on what Lena's going to say next? But it's really important that you realise that it is all about who you are in Christ. It's not about your performance. It's not about your roles, etc. You have got value outside of these and this value has been given by God and no one and nothing can take that value away, not even you yourself, not your own behaviour, nothing. And so bear that in mind. This is the value God places on you when Lena gives you some examples.
0: Mm. So we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Right there. We've got purpose. It's good. We are children of God, part of the true vine, a channel of Christ's life, a Christ friend. Does anyone want to talk about that a bit? Christ friend.
2: Well, just everything that you've said so far, though, it goes back to that whole it's all about Christ, isn't it? Again, it's, you know, um, everything he's done, it's not about
0: us. I love the idea. It's not just that we're not slaves. Yeah. We're not slaves. We're child of God. We're, you know, we're a friend of Christ. Like that's a, a privilege. It's yeah. a, you know, it's an, a noble position. It's not just, yeah, I've done all these great things and I've saved you, so you will sit in the muck for the rest of your life. But no, yeah. I'm raising you up into yeah. my family.
2: And and that implies intimacy as well, doesn't yeah. it? Like friendship, hey? yeah.
0: Mm. We're chosen and appointed by Christ to bear His fruit. We are a slave of righteousness enslaved to God. we are a son of God. God is spiritually our father, which I think is um, especially significant for those who've had struggles with their earthly father like God has adopted us and now he is our father like his that fathering of like is more important than anything that we've ever experienced before is. You know, sometimes it's like the earthly father is almost cut because we've got a spiritual father and his spiritual DNA, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is flowing through us.
2: And I think that whole adoption thing is important. I mean, that's the, um, you know, if you're adopted, you're actually chosen.
1: I, just to go back to what you are talking about, being a friend of Jesus, I just noticed in my notes I, I had... um. You know, I have at least have one friend. And if you ever feel like you don't have any friends, I have at least one friend, and it's the only friend that matters. Okay. And then I had, and, and, and I am chosen by him. that friend. I am chosen and by him. You he know, sticks
2: closer than a brother, that it. that's it.
1: Yeah. You, know, just, you know, just just, know, just, to, know, just know, that that alone, that alone. You know, alone. gives me shivers yeah, knowing that. Knowing that, that you, know, you know, I am. I'm, I've, I've been picked, picked. picked. Yeah. to be Jesus' friend and to be.
2: When is it you feel that, you know, that when you feel that isolation and, and, you know, the most of that, like I'm on my own, no one's here, yeah, no one understands. And like you say, to have that truth, mm. I have got, you know, Jesus as a friend. That's yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Good. We are a joint heir with Christ and we share his inheritance. Love it. Um, we are a temple, a dwelling place of God. His spirit and his life dwells within me. It's I think good because it points to the fact that um, you know our spiritual um, life matters as well as like our physical life matters to God too. We are united to the Lord and in one spirit with him. We are a member of Christ's body. We're a new creation. We are reconciled to God and am a minister of reconciliation. We are a son of God and one in Christ. We're a saint. I love that. It's not like some special appointment for the super spiritual who've done something amazing. It's every single one of us in Christ. We are a saint. So, God's workmanship, his handiwork, we're um, born anew in Christ to do his work. We are. Fellow citizens with the rest of God's family, I love that citizen of heaven. It doesn't matter, you know, what nationality, whatever it is, citizen of heaven—that's my true home. Mm. We're a prisoner of Christ. We are righteous and holy. We are hidden with Christ in God. Um, we are chosen of God, holy and dearly loved.
2: Do you just hear all the protection of this in these <laughs> Okay. You know? Yeah, you know, hidden with Christ and God, all the protection, everything we need is
0: in there. Mm. Mm. So we are a son of light, not of darkness. We are holy partaker of a heavenly calling. We are a partaker of Christ and we share in his life. We are one of God's living stones and we're being built up in Christ as a spiritual house. I love that. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. We are um, we're aliens and strangers to this world that we temporarily live. Again, I love that. Citizen of heaven, that's my true name. Um, we are an enemy of the devil. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Born of God and the evil one cannot touch us. Oh, yeah. And
2: that can I just go to that the evil one cannot touch us. Hey, I mean that's what um, when I preached on that sermon on don't worry. And at the end, I just showed, um, spoke about the scripture of we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, and and that's what we got to keep remembering where we are. And you know the enemy cannot touch us. We just keep that perspective correct. Yeah.
0: Mm. We're not the great I am, but by the grace of God, I am what I am.
2: That's a good identity statement, isn't it? There? It's yeah. not what you do, I am what I am. Yep. And
0: that's what he says, not what I am, not what I do. Do you want to share? Yeah. Yeah.
1: My, my, my special, yeah, <laughs> my special. <laughs> but it's not really Especially my special share. words, everyone's here. Um, 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 I was just I was thinking, thinking about, about um, um, anyone who might think um, that they haven't they got it all made still, you know, and we've, we've come, come al- across a lot of verses, you know, that can, that can show us who we are in Christ. Um, um, and I'm, I'm, sure I'm sure there's probably people listening that have maybe not yet come to know Christ or have at one point in their lives come to know Christ and, and it feels like they're not worthy of... You know, coming back again, um, where we've been explaining that yes, you've always been worthy, and um, and I just want to read in Romans eight, verse sorry, yeah, Romans eight, verse thirty-eight and thirty-nine, where it says, "I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height." Nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So everything that we've been talking about, you know, nothing can separate us from Christ's Christ's love. You know, He's chosen us. He has fought for us. He has di- like sent His Son to die for us. All the things He's done for us. All the things He does for us in protecting us. You know nothing, nothing can, separate can separate the worth the that he worth places that on, on, on not just, not just you, know, you know the great and mighty you know, people that you might think are you know protected by God or, or, or th- even even those who think that they're the lowliest of lowly you know he he has you know got his hand on them, and yeah he's he he's chosen them, so yeah. Exactly. For, for
2: you know, for sinners and for the people that you know may feel they're low or whatever, sick or you know, mm. not um, healthy spiritually or you know, in terms of what they're doing, and that's who he came for. And like you said, they Debbie, Debbie, sorry, Debbie, <laughs> Debbie, um, they have worth. Okay, yeah. so you know, Christ is worthy. He has accomplished wise, but we have worth and value in God's sight, and to never forget that.
0: Karen, do you want to speak a bit about Romans 12, verse 2?
2: Yep, I think, um, you know, we, we've we spoken throughout the whole series. Uh, the bottom line here is that you have to identify lies that you may have been believing, replace them with the truth, um, which is basically changing your mind, renewing your mind, and out of that your behaviours will change and flow and um so we have to change our mind and we have to um line our thoughts up with what god says and that's what i think we've shown you a lot in this what god says about us and romans 12 verse 2 says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will And, you know, we've been talking a lot about having your identity in Christ, breaking down strongholds, and it's like, how do you do it? Well, this is the verse that tells you how to do it, okay? Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Now, the pattern of this world is, um, you know, just the world system and and what they value and what they put on you. And um, I think last time, Debbie, you spoke about as well that just how the world does promote that whole... um, sense of finding your identity in accomplishment and possessions and all of that kind of thing because you know look at the advertising you look if you're a wor- workaholic or something for example in the world system that's something that's actually celebrated and 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 reward is given for that and I'm not saying we shouldn't work hard we certainly shouldn't we should be excellent workers as well um, but you know that's not necessarily seen as a negative it's seen as a positive and um, there's certainly no, um, you know, things out there, I think, courses in the secular world that would be trying to teach you to, you know, stop getting your identity in your job or whatever because when you get in it there, you are driven and, and that's something that is seen as a positive there. And, and, of course, with all the advertising and stuff, possessions, accumulation of possession is also gives you status and, you know, that leads to comparison stuff. So that's what... Um, That's what conforming to the pattern of the world is. It's actually looking at what the world values and taking that on as your value system. And, um, you know, I always love to think of like God's standards are so different from the world. Um, In the world, gold would be your highest thing, you know, gold monetary value and stuff. That's your highest sort of status and and standing. Yet when we go to heaven, we're going to walk on that. So I love that, so yeah, so not to be looking at what the world's standard is and what they actually say is, is is good, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and so that is how you get changed, you renew, renew your mind, and renewing your mind is just taking out the lie, putting in the truth, and again, as we've stressed before, if you do not know the word, or you don't get into the word, you're not going to always know what the lie is, because, you know, a counterfeit is so similar to the truth, so Renewing your mind by um, putting truth in, that is actually going to enable you to um, to change your behavior. And, you know, we've talked about the lies that we believe get protected by strongholds. And the word of God is a weapon to actually demolish this and replace it with the truth. And then as you change your thoughts, you will change your behaviors and your responses, which obviously is going to have an overflow into all of your relationships. Yep, so that's basically what I have to say about that.
0: Excellent. Well, we seem to be a bit lost for words.
2: Well, can we just? Um, <laughs> we've got a challenge here for as well yep. for our, our, um thing. Yeah, do you want to give it, or can I give it? Or
0: you
2: can give it. All right. I really uh, just as a challenge for you, especially if you're not familiar with the Word of God, um, and you know you struggling in this area with with your sense of worth and what you think God's God says about you. Go and and choose a scripture that tells you what he thinks of you, and learn of Baha and meditate on it, okay? And that's how you will renew your mind. Just meditate on it, going over and over it in your head, and that's going to really, really help you. And, you know, if you, you don't have access to a Bible or, you know, you don't know how to, to find a scripture, then, you know, um, just even the scripture of God made you in his image is going to counter any um, lie of you're useless or worthless because at the bottom of how it's phrased, that's normally what the message is. And just knowing even that scripture that He made you in His image just counters that you're not useless, you're not worthless.
1: And we've also covered a, quite a lot of other ones in in the podcasts as well, so you could go back and listen to those.
0: Mm, good. Well, that uh, wraps up our um, what was it? A I think a seven week series. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) on um, Rejection and Stronghold. So we hope you enjoyed it. But more than that, we hope um, it really spoke to you and, yeah, good things will come of it.
2: And, you know, this is something that you could listen to from time to time over again. I know that it helps us when we're preparing and, and, you know, when I listened to it the other day, you know, it just brings, it reminds you as well of, you know, what you need to be doing. Yes.
0: Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's all from us right now. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can pop onto our website, life-house.net, or you can find us on Facebook, Lifehouse Ministries. Ministries. Um, we will see you next time with our latest and greatest series.